personal side of it that I put the challenge to people. I said, who are you not to give people what it is that they need? And who are you to hold on to something that's not meant for you? Because if it's inside of you, it's not meant to be inside you. It's meant to flow through you. There you go. All of that information that you have inside of you is meant for someone else. So who are you to hold on to that information that's meant for someone else? So, Mr. McKenzie, uh, once again, uh, I did my social media stalking, but uh, for those who don't know, talk to us a little bit. Tell us about who you are, where you've come from, and what you're doing right now, what you're kind of into. Well, um, my name is Leroy McKenzie Jr. I am born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. I am the president and CEO of JNF Enterprises, which is a distribution, um, publishing, and business consulting firm located here in Baltimore, Maryland. What we do is we, uh, we we actually provide um, book consulting as well as um, as business consulting for individuals that are looking to either write a book or the authors that already have a book but are looking to do more marketing, looking to do more branding, as well as uh, aspiring entrepreneurs mm-hmm. who are looking to to start their business or those entrepreneurs that have a have a business but are looking to grow their business to be able to brand uh, do more branding, do more marketing with their business as well. Okay. All right. Well, you know we know what you're doing now, but where did this come from? Where did Mr. McKenzie mm-hmm start off how did this journey bring you to the point where you are right now where you're trying to you know help people with their books and businesses because the journey for me is just so important you know the where you are right now is cool but I, the journey is what I really think they really like to hear absolutely I I've always had that um, that entrepreneurial spirit uh, instilled mm-hmm. in me my parents did that for me they always taught me and told me and and my siblings uh, that we could always be and do anything that we wanted to now if you to ask me back you know back when I was in school would I be this type of entrepreneur, probably not. I graduated from uh, the University of Maryland, Eastern Shore, uh, with the a degree in hotel restaurant management. Mm-hmm. My ideal was to to take that career, that career path, hotel restaurant management, own own uh, you know a couple of hotels, and and be an entrepreneur that way. Mm-hmm. But it didn't work. It didn't work that way. What <laughs> I what I did was got into I got into the uh, into the industry was doing the work in 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 hotel in hotels, which is what the kind of the, the lane that I took was the hotel side of it, and honestly got burned out. Right. Um, when when I left, I was doing myself and and my uh, one of my closest friends now. He and I kind of came up. Uh, we met. Uh, back in 95, 96, and we've been friends since then. But uh-huh. our plan was to become district managers and kind of kind of move over that way. But together, when we were working, we were doing each around 65, 70 hours each a week. Oh, wow. Okay. And and he and I, I, I told him, I said, man, I said, I can't do this. I said, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to kill myself for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I started to develop a plan for, you know, kind of what I could do, what I needed to do in order to be able to be an entrepreneur. So staying in corporate America, I, I began to develop and see that there were so many businesses that were running themselves into right. the ground. And this was this was pre 2000. So you're talking before the 2K actually right. came when everybody was talking about the, oh, the world's going to yeah. end. And this, <laughs> why, why 2K? We got to yeah, get some, don't right, get, yeah. get them canned goods. Right. <laughs> so the Y2K was coming and you had all of these coming uh, companies, the dot coms and everything that were, that were flourishing. But there were so many people that were in leadership positions, but were not either prepared for the position mm. or did not belong in the position. One of the, mm-hmm. one of the two, they either they had the title but didn't know what they were doing, or mm-hmm. they weren't groomed properly to be in the position that they were in. So okay. you had a lot of the businesses that started that started failing. And I started saying to myself, "Man, there's got to be a better way." 
for businesses to be able to survive and to be able to thrive. Mm -hmm. And I and I started doing some research. I started doing some research research on on businesses. And of course, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you're trying to figure out what's going on. And and most of us that are entrepreneurs know that those, those first five years are the years that most most businesses fail. Right. So my thing was, okay, one, why are the businesses failing? But then two, the question that I wanted was there's so much, there were so many books and so many things out there to tell you um, how to start a business. Mm -hmm. But there were very few, uh, if not too many, that taught you how to keep the doors open. Okay. Once those doors were open, how do you keep them open beyond those five years, beyond those 10 years? So that became what I started to focus on. Okay. How can I help and assist people to be able to not just start a business, but to be able to grow their business and sustain a business, to be able to build a legacy? Right. You know, and everything with it. That was that was the reason that that's kind of that has been my journey. That has been uh -huh. my mission. That's been the message that I've wanted to give the people, the movement that I've tried and, and mm -hmm. what I tried to what motivates me is because I want people to be better. And especially when it comes to our communities. Right. I want us to be better. I want us to do better. And the way that we can do that, the way that we that we create leverage. Mm -hmm. is by having our own, owning our own, doing it, and being successful at it. It's not exactly. just good just to have a business. Yeah, that's like it. you talked about, you got to have that system. You've got to be, you, you have to be, you got to be professional with it. And mm -hmm. you have to be, you have to be purposeful in it as well. Right. Well, there's a couple of words that you said in it I really love. One of them is legacy. That word was ringing in my ear for about the last four years. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a super important word to me because if you actually keep your mind in legacy building status mm -hmm. you can't have legacy building status and worker status in the same mentality you can't you, you can't because one of them is building something for somebody else and the other <laughs> one is building something for your family so Absolutely. so i love that word another thing you said that i, I caught uh, maybe some other folks didn't hear where you were talking about where you you had a plan you you were mm -hmm. you said i want to go this way but a lot of times i hear people say that i had a plan but it wasn't in your power that's mm -hmm. the thing that folks like don't that. realize I like your, that. your plan might not be in your power mm -hmm. and so what that means is that uh, like i was talking to one of my mentees today and i was mm -hmm. telling her she's from uh, johannesburg and i said oh, you know wow. there's okay. people who i grew up with who could sing like a bird mm -hmm. there's folks who i know who were super athletic there's folks who i know who could dance the lights off but and I knew folks that were super smart, but then said, well, you know, I'm not going to go to college. And then those singers mm -hmm. said, well, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do these other things. What I've noticed is that when folks sometimes have a plan, they're actually missing. What, and I, I've been really pushing people to go towards what I call a superpower right mm -hmm. now. And your power is usually also right in that passion area. So Absolutely. when you feel that passion, you're you're working in that power. Sometimes just people just work just to make money. I mean, I did it for years. You right. just do right. something what you need to do until you can do what you got to do. So, so those are a couple of things I heard you say. Now, one of the things, another thing you talk about is books. Oh my goodness, I can tell you, I'm a book reader, and <laughs> okay. I've I've been wanting to, to do a book forever. And my kids mm. have even told me. Daddy, you need to write a book because it's so all the different mm. businesses I've done. Uh, that's one of the things that makes me a good coach. I've been a, from real mm. estate to door-to-door -door sales to a professional singer okay. to a barbecue champion, all type of different things. And my kids tell me, Daddy, you need to write a book. And I got the formula and I'm working my way through it. But I want to ask you a question personally. Where, okay. do, where does the book come from? 
when a person is sitting up here saying, I want to write a book, you know, where does that come from? Where, where, where is it going to come from? What can you give them to kind of tap into to really put that what they want to out? Where is it coming from? A couple of things. Here's where I believe that it's come from, that it comes from. And even my, you know, my, my clients who have written books that, I, that I've published, um, one of the things that I talk to them about when, I, when we initially sit down and we have the conversation about them writing their book, um, the first question I ask them is this, what, do you, what is it that you have to say? What is it that you want to say? Mm-hmm. Because all of us, like you talked about, all, all of us could, you know, like you talked about the singers and the athletes, mm-hmm. all of us have a book inside of us. But there, there's a, a difference between those who may have it inside of them and then those who move towards bringing it, what's inside of them, outside of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's, a, here's four ways or four things that a book does. Here's four things that when you're writing a book that you should think about. Mm-hmm. The mission of the book, the message of the book, the movement that of the book, and the motivation of the book. Those are going to be four ways that you connect with people. Gotcha when they read that, when they read your book. And here's the, the personal side of it that I put the challenge to people. I said, who are you not to give people what it is that they need? And who are you to hold on to something that's not meant for you? Because if it's inside of you, it's not meant to be inside you. It's meant to flow through you. There you go. So all of that information that you have inside of you is meant for someone else. So who are you to hold on to that information that's meant for someone else and meant for someone else in the way that it can change someone else's life? Exactly. Just like the things that, that other people have done to change your life. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. People have done things to change your life. So who are you to hold on to something that, that, that is meant to change someone else's life? Exactly. And I, I love that because one of the f- things that I always encourage my uh, mentees to do is to write down the events that have affected them through their life because I told him I said just imagine if you had a book of your life and as you got older you were your you know you had a grandkid and grandkid your little grandkid said but mama let me can I tell me some stories about grandpa and she just he just pulled out volume one of grandpa's memoirs and just handed that to him and all of a sudden the kid looks through there and they go well you know what this is why I like this because grandpa likes this too. Mm-hmm. Grandpa does this same exact thing. <laughs> and those are so powerful. One of the things our kids miss, we, they trying to be like somebody else because they right. actually don't know who they were, Absolutely. where they came from. And if they Absolutely. actually had a record of where mm-hmm. they actually came from, they could see, this is why I like this. This is why I even walk like this. Cause great, great grandpa, Ernie did just that. That gives them something because in that time of growth with kids, they're trying to find themselves. But if we put themselves, we put ourselves in these records, the kids could see themselves already. So what a what a great start a kid would have going into you know adolescence, knowing already the traits and things they like have already been passed down from generation to generation. You ain't got to go on a quest to see who you are. You already know who you are right there. Absolutely. So, and just a, a quick story about sure. writing books. Uh, and I don't know if you watch Judge Lynn Toller on Divorce Court. Mm-mm. She talks about, because she's written a book. And it's, it's I think it's, I, I don't know the title. It's called Memoirs to the Daughter I Never Had, something like that. But she talked in, in an interview that she's done or a couple of interviews that she's done that I've watched. She, she has, I think, like five boys, three boys mm-hmm. or five boys, all boys, no girls. Right. But she said that she wrote her book because she wanted to write this book to the young, to the daughter that she never had. Mm-hmm. And what she found out was that there were so many other young girls that she could talk to with that book exactly. that weren't necessarily her daughter, 
you know, her physical daughter, mm -hmm. but they, they came to know her. They came to know about womanhood mm -hmm. because she put this book together that talked to them as young girls and as young women. So the, yeah. the power that we had, the power that a book has, uh, it, the, as you say, a book has that kind of power to it. Right. Where it, it, I had somebody tell me the other day when we were talking about write, you know, writing books, your book will outlive you. Mm -hmm. Long after you're gone, years after you're gone, like you said, that legacy gets left behind where your your children's children, your children's children's children can pick up something that that, that granddad, great granddad wrote and exactly. be like, wow, this is something that he left for us to be able to see a part of him. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not you, about you you personally, right. it's something that you that you've taken the time to be able to do um, on, you know, to, to be able to leave in the book because those words live forever. Exactly. You know? I mean, that's just life on paper, man. It's yeah. just like when somebody sees a, a some movie documentary, mm -hmm. people don't realize the importance of their life, even if right. they didn't accomplish some millionaire type thing. Right. Just your life, the stuff mm -hmm. that you've gone through is important and people need yes. to share that. So Absolutely. the title that you were saying that you want to bring out to us was building the 21st century company. What does that mean to you? And, and go ahead and, and break that down for us. Well, what it was uh, is, is um, when I, part of my, my writing, because um, mm -hmm. I've written seven books, but part of my, my writings, I have three books that are part of a, what I, what I titled Building the 21st Century Company Series. Mm -hmm. uh, and those three books focus on, uh, one focuses on business and finance, one focuses on entrepreneurship, and then the third one in, in, that, in that series focuses on leadership. And mm -hmm. what I wanted was to develop um, books that, that businesses and entrepreneurs could use that would give them an understanding of how to effectively have a business, run a business, and be a business in this 21st century. Exactly. The, the business and, you know, like I told you, the business and finance book was because I saw these, these companies running themselves into the hole and right. they didn't really understand the, the, the bottom line of how to effectively run a business. Because I talk mm -hmm. about the, um, I talk about having a healthy work environment, right. um, maximizing your productivity, things like that, and, and how to increase your bottom line. The entrepreneurship book focused on uh, entrepreneurs. I took 21 entrepreneurs under the age of 40 who were not in music, sports, or entertainment and mm -hmm. had them talk about their lives, what made them want to become entrepreneurs, how they became entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. where they saw their particular industries when they began, mm -hmm. where they saw them now, and then where they saw them in the future. And then the leadership book was, was about the art of leadership, success strategies for the, for the 21st century leader. Right. And, and I talked about leadership from five different perspectives. It was about from the family, being a leader in your family, in government, education, business, and the church. Mm -hmm. Whether you're a leader in all of them or one of them, because many of us don't understand what leadership is. Right. Don't know what the definition of what leadership is and, and don't really understand what it is. So I took that to be able to... Um, you know, to kind of give people an idea of what effective leadership should look like and be and be look, look like in the 21st century. So that's right. where that idea came from, building the 21st century company, because okay. we have to have a true understanding of, of business and, and what it looks like in this day and age. Of course, of course. And uh, once again, like I said, I, I always know when destiny brings folk together because a lot mm. of things mesh together, like the, the mm. three different books you wrote. One of the three differences in, in, in the environment, the work environment I teach is the, the worker, Mm. The, the manager and yes, then, the, then the entrepreneur <laughs> and I said in that work environment the worker is the one who takes all of the raw materials and the machinery and puts all these things together to create mm -hmm. let's say some paper so mm -hmm. the worker makes sure the paper gets completed 
the manager's job is to create an environment and provide all the necessary materials for the worker to complete their task and to adhere to the management's restrictions, their requirements, and the capabilities that they want you to provide. Absolutely. So that's what their job is. And the entrepreneurs is the one who thought of the damn paper. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you understand those three different people in your work environment, you can utilize your people so much better because you can't put a worker in charge of creativity because that's not their job. Their right. job is right. getting stuff done. I, I can tell you how to get it done. A worker's great, great asset is to actually figure out things that they need. And they can tell you exactly what they need. That's why all these tools have been created because workers said, you know what? This little thing with the, the flat little shovel thing we got, it's not working right to do what we're trying to do. Let's cut some slits in it and do this. And they call that a rake. That's what a worker will come up with. The actual manager is the one who will sit up here and now make sure you got all these tools. So their job is really in organization, making sure people are in the right spots. But once again, you want to make sure you got a manager that is in charge of other people but once same thing you can't put a manager in charge of creativity because the manager's gonna be saying okay well yeah you want to make a new house with materials you need you need to do this 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 so if you actually understand that creativity has to come from the entrepreneur that's where things happen far as okay you want you need a new room this is how we can do it. This is uh, alternative ways we can do it. So, mm -hmm. so like I said, listen to what you said about the books. I see that in, in some of the explanations I try to throw out also. Last thing I got for you. How do you see business right now being affected right now by the coronavirus? And how do you see us moving out of this? What do you think that we could do to move out when, we, when it's time to move out? Because a person who, who's in the space that you're in and I'm in, that's the question that people are having. What, am, what can I do now? And how do I prepare for when this is over? How are we moving out of this? You see, that's the key. Right now, you should be preparing on what you look like when, when you move out. So those things that you're doing, everything that you do now should be moving you towards when you, when you get out. And like you talked about having that creativity and that, the mindset, that's what, you know, we should be, you should be thinking not just to right now, but you should be thinking, what does it look like? Mm -hmm. Once I am out and, and I put it to you like this, when I, um, some of my, what I do it with my clients is I ask them this question. I ask them this question last year, beginning of last year, beginning of this year, and even the year before, what does your, and I'll use this year as an example, what does your 2020 look like? Mm -hmm. And what I wanted them to concentrate on is the different perspectives, whether it was their, what is their vision of who they are or their business? What mm -hmm. is the vision that you see for your business this year? What is it that you want to accomplish? What are those assignments that you want to accomplish in 2020? Mm -hmm. Now, the no one, none, none of us expected us to be in the position that we're in right now. Right. But I, I tell them this: the 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 vision doesn't change, but what changed or what changes is how you go about accomplishing. Right. right the now. methodology. Right. The methodology has to change. You have to understand it, that there's a shift. There's a shift going on, but it doesn't change what you want to accomplish. The, the assignment is going to be the same, but you need to go about, okay, instead of doing this, I now need to do this, this, and this, if I'm going to get where it is that I need to get to by the end of 2020. Mm -hmm. So that's what I believe that, you, that, that, you, that folks need to be doing. First of all, you want to look at where you are, you know, the, the, be real about your situation and your circumstances. That means, if that means looking at your budget as a business owner, seeing mm -hmm. where your budget is because the, everybody's budget has been affected by this. So right. you're going to have to, you're going to do an analysis of that and do some adjusting to it. 
you mm -hmm. know, do some adjusting to it, understand where, where your budget is, and then understand, okay, here are the things like you talked about at that manager part of you. Okay, here are the things that I need to do. Mm -hmm. I need to do this. I need to do this. And, and you gotta, you have to structure it out. You have to write that plan, mm -hmm. write that plan out. First, have your vision, write that plan out of what, you know, of what it looks like right now. And then how you can get to after we're able to go back and be outside a, as normal, because mm -hmm. we're going to be able to go out back outside. And the mm -hmm. only thing that, that we want to be doing as entrepreneurs, as business owners, is once we're able to go back out is kind of add to the things that we that we that we're now able to do, because a lot of it now you're able to do you know, we're not able to do the face to face. So it's a lot of right. virtual stuff that's going on. Right. But once we're able to go back outside, then you add the other element, which is that face to face. Um, the face-to-face -face meetings or the face-to-face -face networking, mm -hmm. all of the face-to-face -face business that you're able to actually do. Mm -hmm. You know, so those are the things that you want to that you want to start writing down and working out what you can do once you get out, making those contacts, being connected mm -hmm. right now, being connected to who it is that you need to connect with, being connected to those that are in your industry because mm -hmm. the industries are shifting. Mm -hmm. So you want to surround yourself with with those individuals that understand the shift that want to be with with you and understand that shift too. And, right. and, and, and when you move out, it's just a matter of, hey, now we get to see each other in person versus mm -hmm. having to, to have that dialogue uh, on, on virtual. And I've seen so, so many more what they call virtual happy hours going on over this last couple months. <laughs> and I, I think it's so imperative. And I've been pushing it very hard and trying to let folks understand what a collaboration is. Absolutely. Folks folks just don't seem to understand that word. And what I've been trying to tell them is that if, if we collaborate, that means I bring something to the table. Mm -hmm. You bring something to the table, and if, if we can meet each other's needs, now mm -hmm. you, like, if you can meet my need, you have access to my assets. Yep. If I can meet your needs, I should have access to your assets. But Absolutely. it's, and it's not so much about a transaction financially as a transaction of value and assets. I like so that. that's what I've been really trying to, to make folks understand you need to take it like you said take an assessment of what you actually have the people that you have available to you the finances the connections yep. all of the assets like for me i have 17 facebook groups with over 400,000 people i have a oh, wow. 30,000 member email list um, i'm in several mastermind groups i can mm -hmm. teach teach everything from cooking a donut to <laughs> to corporate you know, espionage almost. So that's what I bring to the table. And when a person comes to me and says, hey, can you sell my affiliate program? No, I don't need your affiliate program, bro. You know what I need the most right now? I need your audience. So if you could bring me your audience, you got my audience. I don't care if you got 50 people. It's 50 people that I've never talked to before. And so collaboration right now is my key buzzword saying bring you bring your stuff to the table all of you get together and talk about what you have what you need and now if those business owners who are coming together correctly see that now you can start seeing those guys who own barbershops who know nothing about marketing but they got a super clientele can now talk to that marketing dude and say you know what boom we'll hook you up over here and you do this for us that's what i think is being pushed right now because of this virus now how do you see the actual internet and virtual space that has now been bolstered because of this. And we kind of brought it up a little bit that when people are able to go back to face to face, how 
how are they still going to utilize what they had to create before? This is something that I'm, I'm quite sure you and I, I have in common. We were doing this before. <laughs> exactly. Before, before the virus came on. So, so doing the virtual things was something that we had already added to our toolkit. Mm-hmm. It was already there. That skill set was already there for us. But for those that may not have had it, I think what, what it does is it adds that, that element to them, that toolkit, that part of the toolkit that they didn't have to them. So mm-hmm. it, it begins to hopefully they won't let it go to the wayside. Mm-hmm. They won't leave it because they think, oh, okay, I can go back to doing the face-to-face all the time. And that's all I'm doing. No, mm-hmm. you want to make sure. It's just like, um, I'll give you an example with the, with the books. Um, what I tell people, a lot of people are going to just um, where they have ebooks. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, you shouldn't just have an ebook. You shouldn't just have a physical book. You should have both. Right. You should have both in your toolkit because there's some people that like ebooks. There's some people that, that like the physical books. I'm somebody that likes physical books. But mm-hmm. there are going to be people that you encounter that like, the, you know, that like to read the ebooks. So it's easier for them. And then even when you're out on the road and you may be doing a conference or something like that, you want to have physical material. Mm-hmm. In order to be able to, so that people can can buy from you, right. and not just send them to the internet, you know, to be able to do that. So hopefully, people won't um, won't won't forget about doing the virtual. And what they'll be able to do is, with the connections that they have uh, mm-hmm. and the collaborations that they do, what the hopefully what they realize is that what the virtual um, field gives them is access to a bigger market. Right. It it, it adds a bigger element to it because. Look at this. This wouldn't happen 10 years ago. Exactly. If this had happened, you and I wouldn't be talking to each other. Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. That is an added, that's that 21st century way of thinking. That's that 21st Mm -hmm. century way of doing business that we, that we have to get into the mind frame of. You know, so we have to understand that the collaborations, like you mentioned, which is, by the way, it's my my number one strategy in my, my branding strategy is partnerships, collaborations and, and sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Those are the three big things that you can do because partnerships give you access to, like you said, different platforms that you would not ordinarily have collaborations do the exact thing that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to talk to your audience. You wouldn't be able to talk to my audience if we weren't collaborating, if we weren't using this space, this right. space that we have to be able to deal with. So that's important that we understand that. And you, and you have to, as an entrepreneur, you should want to leverage that. You right. should want to be able to use it, maximize it, maximize it, maximize it. We can, I mean, you can be literally here. I'm located in Baltimore. I could literally be here in Baltimore and doing business with someone over in Africa. Right. It's that simple. That's how powerful the, the digital world is to us. So exactly. people have to understand that and won't leave it just to say, oh, okay, well, I don't have to do it now. No, it's just as important as that face-to-face. Gotcha, gotcha, sir. And we're going to leave it on that point because I know there's so much we could talk about. Know, and right? I'm, I'm going to bring you back. Don't even think about not coming back um, again. Uh, you can go ahead and book your next appointment as soon as I can find you one. Um, but we're going to get back together again. And um, just for everyone how can we get a hold of you? How can we get some more information from you? I'm going to put this also in the beginning of the show, but I want okay. you to go ahead and tell them again, how can they reach you and uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? You can go to our website, which is www.jnf, and that's the letter J as in Jesus, N as in never, F as in fail, 
JesusNeverFailsEnterprises.com. That's our website. You can, I'm on all, I'm on, not all social media, but I'm on Facebook, JNF Enterprises, or my name, Leroy McKenzie Jr. Uh, Instagram at JNF Enterprises, Twitter at JNF Enterprises, and check out my YouTube channel, which is JNF Enterprises as well, uh, and also on LinkedIn too. Mm. Damn! Oh, damn. Uh, under my name, Leroy McKenzie Jr. So it's all things JNF Enterprises or Leroy McKenzie. You can, you can catch up you can catch up with me. So you ain't on TikTok dancing no more? Oh, yeah. No, man. I, honestly, I've, I've seen it, but I have no idea what the, what the TikTok is. <laughs> hey. Not on TikTok and not on Snapchat. So gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. All right. Well, until next one, uh, that's The Boss Life with Mr. Leroy McKenzie Jr. here dropping those bits and bombs of knowledge and information to get you going where you need to go for today and for the upcoming days after Corona. Talk to you next time.